This is today's reading for the Vermilion Valley Vineyard Audio Devotional Book, Walking with Jesus. My name is Kat Wolf and my devotional message is entitled, A Prophet Has No Honor in His Own Country. We have all heard the phrase, familiarity breeds contempt, however Jesus experienced it repeatedly as recorded in the four Gospels. In Matthew 4 verses 54 to 57 those who knew his family were offended by him. They mocked him by calling him the son of Mary, denying his virgin birth and alluding to their belief that he was conceived in adultery, not by the Holy Spirit. Even though the prophet Isaiah was quoted in Matthew 4 verse 13, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. It was written long before the Savior became flesh approximately 700 to 740 BC and being religious scholars, they should have recognized the word made flesh was dwelling among them. In Mark 1 verse 15 Jesus proclaims, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, and believe in the gospel. But again, in Mark 6 verse 1 it is recorded, Then he went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. 2. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? 3. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Hoseas, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So, they were offended at him. Point four, but Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. 5. Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. 6. And he marveled because of their unbelief. It's sad that they recognize his giftings, but they still reject him because they know his humble beginnings. Even sadder is the loss to the community because he could not do any mighty work there because of their unbelief based on familiarity to his past. Luke's recording of the event was even more painful, when Jesus confronted them for their unbelief, for 23 he said to them, You will surely say this proverb to me, physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, I do also here in your country. 24 then he said, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. 25 But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout all the land. 26 But to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath, in the region of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. 27 And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. 28 So all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath, 29 And rose up and thrust him out of the city, and they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built, that they might throw him down over the cliff. 30 Then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. So now it is not enough to mock him and his mother, but they actually try to kill him. It is also recorded in John that a prophet has no honor in his own country. In light of this account in all four Gospels, my questions are. What does my Savior want me to learn from, a prophet has no honor in his own country? Who have I judged because of their family's background instead of that person's merit and character? Who have I written off because of religious differences? What opportunities have I missed out on because of my own prejudice or cowardice? Who else has suffered because of judgments I have made? What opportunities, breakthroughs or friendships have gone by the wayside? 
What dreams did God place in my heart and what am I doing with them? Have I bought into the lies of the enemy, spoken out of the mouths of peers and family members? In light of these questions, I accept that there is a need for repentance for me and a need for a wholehearted pursuit of the destiny God has for me. Jesus never bought into the devil's lies, instead he pursued the destiny that God had placed into his heart. He was not alone here are some Old Testament examples. Joseph was called by God to save Israel as a little child but was sold into slavery by his own brothers. He later became second in command to the ruling nation of the day and saved his entire family who opposed him and wanted to kill him. David was mocked by his brothers when he wanted to confront Goliath, but David killed the giant. Hannah was accused of being drunk at church when she was crying out of her soul to God for a child, but this barren woman was given a child of her own, the prophet Samuel who anointed David as king. Rahab, a known prostitute, protected the spies sent from Israel and saved her entire family. She is listed in the lineage of Christ in the Gospel of Matthew 1 verse 5. Ruth left her own country and her own people to take care of her mother-in-law knowing it meant a life of sacrifice of poverty in a foreign land. As she gleaned the fields for fallen grain, she met the man of her dreams who saved her and her mother-in-law. She too is listed in the lineage of Christ. I try to be grateful for those who have contributed, good or bad, to my life, but I cannot let them define who I am or who God is for me. I have to listen to that still small voice of my father who loves me. I also need to open my heart to the God-given gifts of those around me, never should I sabotage the callings of my brothers and sisters in Christ. In the end it will be me who stands to give an account of my life, I may not be accepted by those who think differently than me, but I will be accepted by God, 